Welcome to the Kupinger Co. Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinhardt. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Co. Analysts. My guest today is Annie Bailey. She is Senior Analyst with Kupinger Co. hailing from Austria. Hi, Annie. Hi, Matthias. Thanks for having me back. Great to have you, uh, as usual. And this time we are covering a topic that we already had several looks on. Um, we, we did that at EIC last year in September in Munich, and we had a special episode also with Martin across uh, about that topic. We want to talk again about game, but we don't want our audience to re-watch, re-listen to all these episodes to understand what we're talking about. So first of all, what is game as a summary? Yeah, so just as a brief reminder or to catch you up if you didn't hear the other episodes, GAIN uh, stands for Global Assured Identities Network. Um, and this is a new initiative. It was just announced in September of 2021. Um, but there's a lot happening, which is why we're covering it again. Um, but it is an international collaboration to leverage the trusted identities, which are already issued by a different organization. So that could be financial institutions, national frameworks, telecommunications. Um, and the purpose of this is to reuse this identity information, which is already verified for any other industry. So that means a user could have access to their verified identity and bring it to um, a government entity that they need to interact with, to their bank, to their employer, other service providers, insurance, um, and so on. Yeah, that really sounds like a very much improved user experience if you can reuse your identity that are already or that is already vetted, that is already trusted. Why are we talking about it again just right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So up until this point, GAIN has really been a hypothesis, everything laid out in a white paper um, with over 150 uh, collaborators um, laying out what GAIN could be. Um, and so it has been a hypothesis, but as of now, um, March 2nd officially, the technical proof of concept stage has begun. Um, so a group that was launched to really test the hypotheses that were laid out in the white paper um, has now convened and is getting started on this. So it's hosted by the Open Identity Foundation, um, but it is this uh, group is open to um, anybody to participate. So that could be those who are um, issuing identities, so from the banks, telecommunications side, to potential relying parties who could then uh, consume that verified identity, or simply individuals who are interested and want to participate. So right for the audience who are just watching or listening to this podcast episode, yeah, it's you. You could join. Uh, you could also take part in that in that POC when you're interested or if you if it is good for your business model. But you talked about hypotheses. What are these hypotheses that are the foundation, the idea behind GAIN? And what's on the agenda for such a POC based on these hypotheses? Mm -hmm. So the the real aim here is interoperability. So being able to um, bring an identity from one organization, which has been vetted and is trusted there, and to be able to 
um, make that portable um, so that the the trust and the assurance travels with it and that the uh, the um, communication methods are also compatible. Uh, so there's a lot of levels here um, ranging from technology to jurisdiction and, and regulation. So um, there's a there's a quite a long list of hypotheses to be tested here. Um, but one of these is that GAIN should be built on top of the existing nest networks, um, but to be able to support many different types of solutions. So um, existing networks, um, you could think of like the bank ID systems that's been working in the Nordics quite well. Um, these are all country-led initiatives um, however, they're functioning in similar ways. So if we take that idea and we expand it to a global level, um, looking for regional or technological uh, systems which are working, but to bring that across borders, um, across industries. Um, part of that is also the, the methods. So um, being able to support multiple protocols, so things like OpenID Connect, um, which we're familiar with, and DIDCOM. Uh, this is something that maybe we're less familiar with, which is decentralized ID communications. This is an emerging standards from the W3C um, focused on decentralized identity. So this is bringing together this some of the standard ways we understand identity to some more emerging ways, um, including wallets and credential interactions for verified credentials. Um, and of course, bringing in federated um, things as well. So when this interoperability test is working, that would mean that relying parties, that applications that want to use this information can access this information from a single point of contact, while in the background, the, the collaboration of these individual identity information providers make sure that you get the information that you require, no matter where it comes from. Exactly. So the um, intention is that this is really technology agnostic, um, able to be accessed from any region, any type of relying party. Um, so this is should function in a in a way like um, login with Google or login with Facebook, um, where it's very uh, user friendly, um, but the the heavy lifting is done behind the scenes. Right. When when we do or when we when, when we work with our customers and we execute a POC, we want to make sure that the results are are adequate. That the POC really is a proof of concept at scale, uh, meeting the requirements that are met. So when we are say when we're talking about at scale, who is already participating? Is it a relevant group? So we have a a promising collection of participants so far. Um, it's still early days, so there's definitely room for growth on that list. Um, there are 14 participants. Um, 11 of those are entities or organizations. Um, and then there are three individual participants there as well, um, of course, bringing their, their experience and knowledge. Um, so perhaps the most notable on the list is um, the parent company over Sweden's bank ID. Um, they have 8 million users and you know, 6 billion uses in 2021. So this is um, 
an organization which brings a lot of knowledge in doing exactly this and brings a lot of the the potential information to um, to run a POC um, as an um, identity information provider. Um, other participants um, bring a lot of different technology expertise. So um, groups that already work with PKI and digital signatures for identity, uh, decentralized identity services and wallets, um, those who are active in open, open banking um, and federation use cases, and also assessment bodies for um, age and identity verification, um, and looking at decentralized data ecosystems. Uh, what's missing from the list are relying parties. So most of these participants are those who would be um, identity information providers. Uh, and what we need to really test this POC are those relying parties, those places that an end user would then uh, use their identity to, um, to access services. Right. Again, if I compare it with, with POCs that we accompany with our customers, there are clear use cases defined beforehand to make sure that this POC delivers on the expected results. Um, so what should we expect from this POC? Mm -hmm. So we, in a sense, we need to wait and see what we will ex expect because this is um, a co-created effort. And so these first stages um, and first meetings of this POC group is to mutually agree upon the goals and the expectations um, and really set the agenda. So that um, that still needs to happen and uh, still needs to be reported on. Um, but this, uh, on, a, on a larger standpoint, um, this gain concept is supported and is promoted by five different organizations. So it's not only driven by those participants who are in the um, proof of concept group, but these organizations who are also um, contributing to the legal and the business aspects um, of gain. Um, so those include the Open Identity Foundation, um, or excuse me, the Open Identity Exchange, uh, the Cloud Signature Consortium, the Institute of International Finance, and GLIFE, which is working with legal identity, legal entity identifiers, excuse me. Right. So um, when, we, when we're talking about such a concept, and that is meant to be global, and it can only operate on, on a global level to deliver on the promise, that in my opinion, and I'm not a lawyer, and really requires um, a lot of work when it comes to um, to the legal aspect, to the interoperability aspect, uh, for for making sure that information is uh, is is reliable and it's that you can really work with this information on a cross border um, approach. Um, is this something that they are also looking into? Absolutely. So, even though today we've primarily talked about this technical working group from a technical standpoint, really making sure this can happen. Um, there's another working group, which is um, uh, gathering its forces, um, being hosted by the Open Identity Exchange. And this is really focusing on the legal interoperability aspect. So you can and, um, think of this as, as how to 
um, how a reliant party across the world um, could trust a digital identity um, coming from another country using a different framework to assess its trust level, um, different uh, foundational documents to prove that identity, and somehow be able to map these together in a, in a framework so that it's clear that this digital identity coming from far away across the world, vetted by an organization you don't know, still works in your own country. Right. Is there already some some material around when it comes to this this trust and how to apply this trust and how to to assess the trust that you can um, that, that that you can have into an identity? Mm -hmm. So the work that the Open Identity Exchange has been doing um, really serves as a as a foundation to gain and the future work that um, this working group will be doing. Um, but they published. Early in 2020, could be in February, um, or I believe it was in February, they have a guide to trust frameworks um, where they lay out their concepts, um, some main points to pay attention to, some main goals to fulfill. Um, things like um, really understanding the, the requirements of a relying party and the jurisdiction that they reside in. Um, and one of the interesting recommendations that they have is that they imagine in, in future solutions, um, a digital identity, either provider or a wallet um, where this is um, user-driven and user-based uh, needs to have a rules engine. So basically where the um, in this identity transaction, the uh, the rules agent decides essentially what credentials the individual already has and matches that against the requirement that the relying party has, and then can um, determine which exactly exactly which credentials um, need to be sent to both keep data sharing to a minimum and still fulfill the assurance requirements, the business requirements of that relying party. So will be interesting to see a rules engine um, perhaps start to emerge in solutions. Right. So we have a technical interoperability testing, but we also have a, a interoperability testing based on that trust framework. So really to understand, um, it, A, it works technologically, and B, I know what that actually means for me when it comes to using this identity for specific use cases. Um, so what will be the next step starting from here? So we have a lot to watch for. Um, Again, as, since these are early days, um, we need to see how this evolves, but we can be watching for the participants. Um, as we did earlier, we took a, a short tally. We see that we have a good um, representation, um, could still be more, um, from identity information providers, fewer from relying parties. Um, so that'll be really critical to properly um, testing these solutions. Um, following that, we need to look for functionality. Um, the groundwork seems to have been laid 
very well. There's been a lot of thought, a lot of effort, a lot of collaboration going into these first stages with white papers, with published frameworks. Um, but we need to see if these actually work, and especially the the hard work of mapping these um, assurance levels and frameworks between jurisdictions and still making sure that all um, regulations have been fulfilled is going to be really challenging. Um, so we can't underestimate the, the work that's going into this. And um, we need to see where, um, where these key players are going to be speaking. They'll be um, uh, really helpful in keeping us up to date with what right. is going on with GAIN, especially as we're still in working groups and POCs where not all information will be public. So one place for that will be at the EIC, um, which Kupiracol is hosting in May, um, where a lot of these key players will be speaking and bringing us up to date um, with what is going on. Right. That's, of, of course, a great hint also at EIC, which takes place in May in Berlin this time, Berlin Alexanderplatz. So we will be there and we hope that um, a lot of good results from this POC are already available as uh, key players from these five organizations that you've mentioned will be available there as well and will be speaking about that topic. Um, thank you very much, Annie, for for bringing us up to speed with regards to what is going on right now, because this is really just work in progress. So there will be um, results made available over time, but surely at EIC, for all of those who are not yet ready to participate, but are interested in learning more about GAIN and how that fits into their ecosystem, um, we highly recommend to, yeah, to take part in EIC, either uh, in person in Berlin or digitally, um, or because it is a hybrid event where you can also participate electronically. So thanks again, Annie, for being my guest today. Um, what are your expectations? Um, will that work out or is this really something that needs to, needs to take shape over time? Mm -hmm. um, I'm hopeful. You know, this, is a, this is a great conversion of a lot of solutions which are coming on the market, um, really focused on verifying identity and um, working to preserve the trust um, in it for reuse. And then with initiatives like this, these solutions have a means and a, and a vehicle to um, be used by enterprises and be useful. Um, so it's an interesting um, convergence, yeah, of the, of the technology and the willpower to um, actually make this interoperable at a global level. Absolutely, and I actually want yeah. it to work. So that's, mm -hmm. that's mainly also an, 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 a good, good starting point because it really will um, can serve the user and it could serve the business. So again, thank you very much, Annie. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Looking forward to seeing you in Berlin and um, looking forward to having you in a future episode very soon. Thanks and bye-bye. Thanks, Matthias. Bye. Bye.